I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. Josh and I were here with Nehema Mehta, and she is the CEO of Absolute Art. Uh, we're going to talk about something that actually has nothing to do with, really not much to do with art anymore, and that's Art Basel. So here's how I did art. Art Basel. I landed in Miami. I started drinking. I went to a party. I went to another party. I saw some art. I don't know. How do actual real billionaires, art collectors, people who care, how do they do Art Basel? I think they probably enjoy Art Basel for what it is, which has become quite a bit of a spectacle. And I think when you talk about people who are true collectors, this is a lifetime endeavor, right? I mean, think about even just collecting anything in your life, whether it be stamps or bottle caps or whatever it is. It's a true passion behind it. And so it's it's an endeavor of a lifetime, and you don't actually say, okay, now I'm going to make XYZ purchase at Art Basel. No, you go to all these fairs, you figure out what you want, you look at your collection as a whole, and you make the decisions in your own time. How do people in the art world actually make money off of Art Basel? What is the business case for throwing what sounds like it has turned basically into a giant party? If you go to Basel Basel in the summer, it's very much an insider's game. There are a lot of people that you see at all fairs. But at Art Basel, I think they've done a fantastic job of making everyone feel welcome. So it's really the art world's opportunity to showcase themselves to a much wider audience than they do for the rest of the year. And then some of those people actually buy art? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And especially on the preview days. How much of the evaluation is actually getting done at these shows? I mean, I assume that you know, if you're a, a high-level collector, you're doing a lot of research before you show up. But is it is it that much that people are coming and discovering new things and buying them? Or is it that they know that a certain work is going to be shown and they're coming to buy it and then they do? I think it's a combination of both. But I would say it's probably more of the latter. Because to be honest, if you are a serious collector, you will be able to find a way to see that artwork, whether you come to Basel or not, right? They, the gallerists and the artists will make sure that you have an opportunity to see it and discover it. I think true collectors go to Basel and go to these fairs to discover new things, see the trends, see what's happening, because at the end of the day, the best way to navigate the art world is to look, 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 look. The question then is, if you've bought a purchase, you're a big hedge fund manager, art collector, You've made the purchase, but it's going to be on display at Art Basel. Then the riffraff shows up. I show up. I Instagram it. I tweet it. I Facebook it. Does that immediately increase the value of that art? I mean, is that the market? Can social media change the art market? Well, firstly, you're not riffraff, one. And two, I'm very impressed by your social media acumen. (laughs) But I, I think... This goes, this dates back centuries, right? The way that art gets bid up and its value goes up is where it's exhibited. And all those kinds of things, exhibiting and showcasing it in books, all increase its value, right? So what social media has done is amplified that tenfold. So now not only is the way to get your artwork out there and talked about through a museum show, but it's also through Lynette's Instagram, through Josh's Twitter. And this is an incredible movement because what's happening is you start to see artists who never even had gallery representation start to build a following and a value to their work just based on their social media following. So then I guess that gets us to the value of the piece and what you imagine it might be. There's this thing called the May Moses Index yes. that Sotheby's just bought. So the May Moses Index tracks pieces of art that have been sold in a transparent market. And that allows you to take comparable pieces of art and try to figure out 
what the value of that piece is. Right. And so one of the things that's clever about this is they look at pieces of art that have been resold. So it's not just like this was a better Picasso. We know that the value of this particular piece went up. And then you combine all those together, you get something that basically looks like a stock index for art. It's supposed to track the overall movement of value in the art market. One of the valuable parts of May Moses is that they look at repeat sales, as you say. So you can't sort of say that there's a lot of conjecture over what they're trying to compare things to. However, however, creating indices for the art market is incredibly challenging because you have to remember that the art market is entirely unregulated. And 50% of it is private sales. 50% of it is data that you can look up, right? So even if these indices are as accurate as they can possibly come close to being, they are ignoring half of the market. Isn't there also sort of a survivor bias issue, which is that basically you, you don't want to list a piece that you think is going to sell for less than it sold for last time. So a piece that's appreciated is going to be more likely to resell than a piece that is depreciated. So if you look at just the ones that trade, you might overstate the increase in value for the market as a whole, right? Absolutely. There's a huge survivor bias issue. And there's also the issue of the fact that these pieces don't really come to market 10 to 15 years apart. And and so what if you don't have a million dollars to spend on an artwork? I think the really exciting part of living in our time is that you can access different artworks and art scenes around the world without actually having to go there, right? You can go on to any site and experience the art and also learn about the artists and learn their stories and learn that way. You can really have this own learning journey on your own. So what's the what not to do? What are things that that damage the reputation or the value of an artwork? I think with an artist portfolio, they want to be very sure that it doesn't come to market and then doesn't get sold, right? So if you know a collector puts that artist's artwork into the auction and it doesn't sell, you have to take it back and really not put it into auction for at least five to ten years, right? Because it seems like damaged goods. When you think about that really high-end market, we had this, this run of several years of like really rapid price increases, and then we've seen softening in the market, what, in the, the last year, 18 months? A lot of that is driven, presumably, by economic trends outside the art world. You have low interest rates that have driven up the prices of all sorts of assets. But how do you deal with this as somebody whose who's interaction with art is not simply as a financial investment? If you are one of these collectors for the long haul, what do you do in one of these periods where outside forces have caused prices to go sort of crazy? What is sometimes often overlooked is the fact that even though there are sort of these peaks and valleys in the art market, if you look at it overall, it's really stuck to about a 62 to $65 billion per year market. So the shifts haven't been that large, right? It's very much popularized in the media in the sense that last year was a crazy blockbuster year and this year was a much more modest year, right? But that's just because it's normalizing a little bit. Um, I think as a collector, you don't buy a work with the intention to sell within a year, right? You purchase that work with the intention of keeping it on your wall and then selling when you feel ready and you think the market is craving that particular piece. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 